0: Hello and welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk About Games, a lovely show where I bring in a lovely guest and they tell me about their favourite video game and all the warm and fuzzy memories that they have reminiscing about their favourite game. And on today's episode, we have the enigmatic and somber Daniel Dobbs. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. That's brilliant. It's great to hear. Um, If you don't know who Daniel Dobbs is, he is a musician. He writes his own music, but he's also written stuff for me and Jack in the past
1: yeah, I tinker. So, you tinker. Yeah, I tinker. Yeah, I tinker around everybody, really. So um, That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so last year I did some stuff for Bertie Gilbert, who was on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've listened to it. I have, actually. Thank you. Literally, like about half an hour like after it got tweeted, I was like, yep, I'm going to listen to it on the way back. So, nice, thank you. Yeah, uh, Bertie, Bertie Gilbert's um, Blue Sushi short film. Uh, pretty much about a band, so I kind of felt like I was in my zone. Nice. Um, there. Um, also, um, Beth and Ledley occasionally, uh, Weeble and the Savlonic, which is always fun because it's the excuse to dress ridiculous and play ridiculous and just have a ridiculous time. Yeah. It's always fun. Um, and I also, yes, I do my own stuff. So, singer, songwriter. I am describing it as um, music that the emo inside of you can groove down to. You're very emotional, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I
0: guess uh, speaking of emotions, we're talking about a franchise that's very, very dear to our hearts. Um, What's the game? The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. If you don't know what The Legend of Zelda is, it is a very long-running and famous franchise from Nintendo. Um, it's literally about um, a kid in a green hat in a green tunic, and he fights evil. Basically, um, Skyward Sword is particularly special because it was created to commemorate the twenty fifth anniversary of the franchise, which is insane mm.
1: to think that Zelda is the same age as me. Yeah, that's bizarre. You don't get a lot of game franchise like game franchises that you know make such a big deal out of something like this. Sort yeah, of like, I mean... Like, it, or at least
0: I haven't seen it. I mean, it weirded me out when I heard that Mario was 30. I went, yeah. he's only five years older than me. That's bizarre. Mario's been like forty-two for thirty years now. Like he's he looking a, great. He's looking great. <laughs>
1: In fact, <laughs> he's looking better. He's had his midlife crisis. He's got loads of cart games. Like <laughs> oh, he's got loads. Yeah, yeah. I like I like to
0: describe Mario Kart games as his midlife crisis. That's fun. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Um. I guess we'll talk about
0: uh, obviously the game that we're here to talk about, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Mm. Um. I guess. Uh. Do you want me to do the little setup of the plot? or Would you like to? You get the ball rolling. And I'll oh. Just okay. Cool. So, um, the plot of Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword—it's an origin story of the whole franchise. But essentially, it is about a a, a little uh, community of humans or Hylians, I suppose, that live on a floating island in the sky. Mm. And long ago, um, a great war happened on the surface world. So, under, underneath this uh, floating island, is apparently a whole other world that they've never been to. But they were, um, but they were sent in the sky to protect themselves from the dangers. of of the world
1: down under and we play as link yeah and he is essentially a sleepy head he's a sleepy as, boy as, as he's described in the in the actual game so, yeah um yeah for, for link it's all about kind of i guess like you know learning about responsibility and yeah. um, you know Owning up to something and finally becoming something, you know, get yeah. your life together.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a cu- pretty much what most of the characters say to him right at the beginning of the game.
1: Get a job, Link.
0: Yeah, like, essentially, they're like, get your, get your shit together, Link. Exactly. Like, what are you doing, sleeping sleeping in all day? Which, weirdly enough, I have never,
1: ever, ever felt weird about. I'm always like, well, why don't you just let him sleep? Funny enough, the only, the only two people in the actual game themselves who don't give him a hard time so much is Zelda. Zelda's dad. Like, wait,
0: wait, no, 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 no. What? Zelda doesn't give Link a hard time in Skyward Sword. She's so like no cute
1: about it though.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, but she's totally gi- I'm, I'm, I'm all right. It's coming from a it's coming from a place of concern, <laughs> but she's a naggy
1: bitch. Like she is, I guess. Yeah, it's insane. Whereas like, her dad's like, yeah, Dad, don't worry about it. Yeah. He's
0: gonna be all right. He's slight, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's he understands, but he's slightly more chill about Link's um sort of um lazy um you know sort of attitude to things. Yeah, and obviously as the events happen, Zelda gets um kidnapped by or so we think she gets kidnapped by an evil entity called Girahim. Is it Girahim? Is it Girahim? I think that's how it's I, pronounced.
1: I, I'm never sure with um Zelda um names at all. Well
0: more so Girahim, but um Girahim I will say looks like David Bowie.
1: I do like this description. Yeah the David the David Bowie Zelda sort he's, of thing, honestly like,
0: he's like if they didn't like at least look at a reference photo of David Bowie for that character, like it is I think it's genuinely uncanny.
1: Could you imagine David Burry voice acting for Girahim?
0: That'd be amazing. I was about to do a David Burry impression, but I actually <laughs> went. I actually don't
1: know one, so I ain't going to attempt that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd be he'd be very articulate. Yeah, he'd be, yeah, no, he'd be perfect. Very he'd, deep. He'd be great as Girahim, yeah, I think. He has so much to say. Yeah. Like, I don't want to
0: fight. Let's just listen he'd to He'd be you. I think he'd be genuinely brilliant as yeah. um, as Ghirahim. But um yeah, I mean it's it's an it's an important story because I suppose it um you know, it's the origin of the Zelda franchise. I mean, the, the yeah. continuity of Zelda has always been in question.
1: I mean, essentially, it's about like you know, like why they put the Triforce together. But mm-hmm. The Triforce is this—how uh, do you describe it? I mean, it's a it's a triangle, and it's a magic triangle. Yeah. Right?
0: So the idea is that there are three pieces of the Triforce: power, wisdom, and courage. If one person owns. All three. All three, they are granted... um, Is it one wish? I think it's a wish, yeah. And obviously, any person's going to go, oh, more wishes, probably. (laughs) But um, I mean, that's what Ganondorf is going to do. He was like,
1: maybe that's that's a result of Breath of the
0: Wild. He gets more wishes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No! Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what? No, you brought up Breath of the Wild. Now I'm thinking about Breath of the Wild. I just went, oh my God, we don't even know where the Triforce fits into this. Oh, my days. Daniel, don't do this to me. We're talking about Skyward Sword. It's all right. It's just, let's just go I, back. That, so tot- any- wait, no, wait. that totally <laughs> did not dawn on me. <laughs> I completely forgot about the Triforce. Oh. Anyway. That's okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um. It was an important thing because it's the origin of the Zelda franchise. And essentially it had a bit of a, like a you know Lord of the Rings vibe, you know, like, you know, one ring, to all, everybody wanted to get hold of this trifle. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a war and, you know, Heidi was kind of like, get out of here. What yeah, I literally let, got a cookie cutter. Let's scram. Yeah, let's <laughs> scram, let's get <laughs> out of
0: here. Zoink,
1: scoob. <laughs>
0: but yeah, um, it was a Skyward Sword, despite its, you know, sort of importance for the, uh, the Zelda canon and gaming history, the game itself... Quite a polarizing game. Mm. Um, it introduced uh, motion controls uh, with the Wii Remote Plus. Um, I'm sure most of you know what the Nintendo Wii is. Uh, the Wii uh, Remote Plus was basically a one-to-one sensor that you would attach to your original Wii um, controller, uh, or you could buy like a you know a version that has it inside. Um, but the idea was that you were supposed to get one-to-one precision with. Um, Link's sword.
1: Which is a cool concept. Which, yeah,
0: it sounds great. You know, I mean, uh, Twilight Princess, the game before it, sort of did that, but it was definitely a bit more waggle than actually feeling like you were, you know, sword fighting. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I never had too much of an issue with the motion controls, or at least nothing immediately comes to mind.
1: I had a hard time with it. Yeah? Yeah. It just kept on, like, just... I guess, getting out of sync and you had to, like, recalibrate it. Yeah, do you know
0: what? That probably did happen to me a few times, but I can't remember it.
1: And it's really not ideal when you're fighting against giant monsters and stuff. You go...
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And, um, I mean, like, um... Like, that... I mean, I could go on about my stuff for ages, but it's more about you. Skyward Sword was, uh... Like, I played it maybe... Maybe two years after it came out. I had, like, no real desire to get back into games and stuff. I got kind of got burnt with the Nintendo Wii, if I'm honest. Um, I was very much disappointed in Twilight Princess. Super Mario Galaxy was fantastic, but, you know, you feel kind of cheated when you've only really enjoyed two games on a console, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how great I thought Galaxy was.
1: We had a Red Steel, man. that was
0: (laughs) Astronomically disappointing. (laughs)
1: That was rubbish.
0: Uh, But this isn't called We Need to Talk About Shit Games. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe that is a spin-off show. I mean, uh,
1: is this a shit game, though? Like... I don't think it's... Would I think, you call it a shit game? No, I wouldn't call it a shit game. No, I. I still think it has it has some. Whilst it doesn't have the exact Zelda charm that I think most people are familiar with, I still think it has a charm. Yeah. And I like it. But yeah, so I I first played this game um in 2014, so three years after it came out, and like yeah. it's pretty much like, I mean I I'd, I'd played a bit of Ocarina of Time, and I I played Wind Waker a lot. I loved Wind Waker, but um I never played Scarlet Sword and I was back at home. I dropped out of university, and my parents were kind of like, oh, "You need something to do," and uh, so we built this cabin in the back of our garden. And it was during the summertime. It was hot. It was nice and stuff. And you and Carlos came over. Yeah. Carlos was helping me out with there. Uh, we decided that we, this cabin was built. Let's build a. Let, oh, that's let's, let's record an EP. Like you know, and it was like it was like acoustic, sunny versions of like you know my older songs It was about. Reflecting on called like,
0: the cabin EP right called the
1: cabin EP yeah doesn't get any more uh, simple than that really
0: with that photo of you doing this uh, yeah. sort of Enrique Iglesias but we, but we don't
1: need to talk about the photo <laughs> <then>. uh, <laughs> but um essentially like yeah it was about like looking back on the things that I did like where I where I began sort of thing because I feel like after I fucked up my education I kind of need that um <laughs> so what better game to sort of play you thought obviously it's been bringing Skyward Sword over and you set the Wii up in the in the cabin yeah and we started playing it with the Wii U. Was it on the Wii? It was on the Wii. U, it yeah. was, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not actually that
0: important, but no. uh, yeah.
1: But I, but I, yeah. I just remember me and you and Carlos like started it, and I was kind of like, "This is fun." And yeah, it was you know what a better way to then to play the Origin of Zelda whilst doing the Origin of yourself. Well, how long how long did you play it for? <laughs> I think it was like because I I recorded the EP like the EP in like a, I think the very maximum of like it was like a week. So right. I played it within that week. Oh okay. okay. I, I literally played it whilst I was recording it. Uh, me and Carlos was kind of like, Carlos was like, when are you going to re- record something? I was like, as soon as I've beaten this monster. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, yeah. So I think I, 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 pre- I played it pretty quickly. I'm pretty, con- I played it quite a lot. I mean That's like, a decent amount of time. You I def- did not take a break. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a fun game. The, the, the opening is very long. Yeah. You were there with me for that bit. And I appreciate that because that was boring. <laughs> it is a, it
0: is a fucking slog. Mm. Of an opening. It's insane. Um, it's because like uh, this was the problem, wasn't it? Um, the uh Legends of Zelda Skyward Sword went for a definitely a more uh cinematic approach. And like storytelling is great, obviously, like because you know, Zelda fans as time has gone on have um, you know, theorized and, you know, analyzed certain things about the Zelda franchise, trying to find like a continuity in everything. Because for people who don't know, um, and this is gonna weird you out if you don't know this, <laughs> but um, the link in almost every single um, Legend of Zelda game is not the same link. It's no. um, I guess uh, a reincarnation, but also not a
1: reincarnation. Yeah, um, it's the same guy, but not. Um, it's the hero of the the hero of the yeah. It's that sort. Of, the, a hero is born every
0: generation, like, every
1: cycle, I guess, of the thing. Like the avatar, I guess. Like, yeah, it's kind of like the avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Link is an avatar. That's you know, that's why you can change his name usually. Yeah, um, but um. Oh, yeah, so, like, the storytelling became such a big thing, and
0: um, it kind of... When you have to tell a specific story and a specific, uh, ter- uh, you know, turn of events and all that sort of stuff, It when a game that's considered to be a grand adventure, following a linear path doesn't really feel like an adventure. No. Like, this is the difference between um, movies. Like, when we sit down to watch a movie, we're, like, we're ready to be taken on a journey. It's a very... Um, it's. When I say passive, I don't mean passive as a negative thing, but, you know, it's a passive experience. You can get immersed, but ultimately your engagement with it is is more about, it's on an emotional level, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: Whereas this kind of felt like a bit of those, like, those rides at Alton Towers where, like, you have to, like, go through, like, a little adventure and, like, a a, a film will come upon a TV screen. Then you have to yeah. progress through the, uh you know, the thing. I yeah. Can't. Yeah
0: well everyone talks about um, Ocarina of Time um, when um, I didn't grow up with Ocarina of Time neither did you but everyone talks about the moment where they were given Hy- Hyrule Field and you know they were like wow look at the scope and where do I go next and people enjoyed that you know that sense of adventure but obviously Skyward was sort of went for something more linear and that and the illusion of freedom yeah and the illusion <laughs> of freedom um they thought because if they base it in a floating island in the sky that creates the illusion the like the idea of an horizon somehow makes your game feel like an adventure when it isn't it's more about going out in the horizon and finding what what's out there yeah um but obviously that was one of the compromises I think they they took when going for more uh, more of a cinematic story driven game
1: so whilst like the cinematic aspect was like great you like but it, it genuinely did feel like playing through some tedious um chores to just get through to that next cutscene because yeah. like, the cutscenes were great they were really good. It was the most emotive we've seen. Um, is that the right word? Emotive, like yeah, emotive. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like Link's facial expressions, like were actually there this time, sort of yeah. thing. Um I
0: mean, they had a bit of that with uh, Wind Waker, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely, but it's just not in the same way because it's a much more simple art style. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's still simple, but it's just there's more facial expression there. Yeah. And um, I mean, there, there is that particular. Can we talk about like cutscenes in this? It's an old game, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the my my favorite. One, I think particularly what is two. There's one where Zelda um seals herself away. Yeah. Um and she's kinda maybe you can wake me up. So it's like, oh it's so cute. Oh yeah, yeah, I oh, forgot that about was, that. That was the first thing you showed me of Skyward Sword. And I was yeah. like, Oh and it's, it's played Zelda's other Zelda the uh, yeah, background it's, and it's like tore me to stress. Uh, yeah,
0: so for context, Zelda, um it turns out Zelda is actually a um like some sort of a, a goddess. A goddess or something. Um and I mean, obviously, this is going to make no sense, but she basically has to seal her way, seal herself away in a giant crystal to help Link in the future or something. Yeah. Um, And she says to him, because obviously she wakes him up all the time because he's a lazy head, and she's like, maybe you can wake me up, Link. And mm. it's like, oh, and that's another thing. They really did go for the Link and Zelda r- r- romance this time. Yeah, there um, was an actual relationship between the two characters. Yeah, and but- I find it genuinely, I enjoyed it. Like... Yeah, there's those scenes of them at the beginning of the game when they're flying on their little loft wing birds and the music's like oh it's gorgeous. Uh, I think
1: the second best relationship like between Link and Zelda for me like after Skyward Sword would have been the one in Wind Waker.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: With a, is it a Tetra?
0: Yeah, well that one's a little bit more sort of like they're they're, they're like they mates. Yeah, they're like
1: they're a, she's a pirate and this one was like they grow up together and it's like yeah. they're going through this journey together and like. No, I agree. I agree. Like there are pros and cons to having
0: this like bigger narrative thing because in terms of what they sort of sacrifice with the game. which... Disclaimer: When you're making a game, it should be a mostly a game, yeah. <laughs> but um, like you know, there are compromises, and I will say, like in terms of cutscenes and you know that that presentation, Nintendo did a great job. Absolutely. You were saying it was it's kind of like a um. Uh, uh, oh, oh shit uh, what is it what you mean like the, the the tone of it what was it like a uh D- a disney film yeah that's like, it. it
1: felt like a, did but not like a disney film like a like a you know disney production film or like a disney pixar film it was like disney tv sort of like <laughs> really. wow well that's what the game is that a compliment that, that's what the game felt like it didn't feel like a disney movie it felt like a disney tv show well, i felt like the music definitely you know very disney and um i definitely felt the cutscenes were. Kind of Disney, but like the good Disney. It's just the rest, of, everything outside the cutscenes felt like bad Disney.
0: Oh, I see, right. Okay. And even
1: like the, you know, the the interface on the thing, like the, the Wii controller thing. Like oh, but you could screen. get rid of that. I did not know that. Did you not? I did not know that. I swear, I would have. Yeah, it was one of the first things I oh, did. No, you turned it off for me. Yeah, really like, yeah, yeah. I was about to say
0: because um, that was when I was playing. That was one of the first things I did. That it's it is fucking ugly. It's disgusting. Like, this disgusting Wii remote just. On your TV, as if like, as if you don't even. Know. That's that, All right. Actually, we've talked about the story. We're gonna. I know this is called. We need to talk about games. A bloody lovely show where I get a bloody lovely guest and you talk about their favorite video game. But I am not gonna let this sit down. Uh, Skyward Sword is one of the most condescending video games I've ever played. Like, it was almost like the reaction a Zelda fan shouldn't have when playing a game is. Yes, I know I've played a Zelda game. Mm. Yes, I know. I know. Like. We were saying about the opening, um, you know, being a total, total slog. Um, it's yeah, like so. It tells you the fundamentals of Zelda, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with being retaught something, mm. but when it is literally just walls of text, and then you do the you do the thing, and then someone starts talking to you again, and then you do it. It feels so, well, like just condescending. And then the fact that, by the way, the Nintendo Wii was a huge console, and mm. you know, I think it was white. You know, a lot of people had it. Yeah. Um, To then have the nerve to plaster the infographic of the Wii remote on the side of the screen showing precisely what buttons need to be done. No other fucking game in the world does that. I've never played a PlayStation game and had the PlayStation controller in the corner of the screen so I remember where the buttons are. It,
1: it was a bit Garbaggio and Luigi, weren't it? It was, like... was Garbaggio <laughs> and Luigi. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was horrible. And, like, I'm glad it was gone, like, after that point. Yeah. It was horrible. It's, like, it's one of the most condescending games. And I think to put that on top of, like, because I'm not a big fan of the art style, if I'm honest. I like it. I um, like it in places.
0: I like the sort of uh, the painterly water, water, you know, water uh, paint sort of style.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel like it, it. It felt like you know they mushed Twilight Princess and Wind Waker into like a game a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, it definitely had that vibe. It was a lot. It was a lot more cartoonier, but it was also a bit more serious. Yeah. Um. You know, because Twilight Princess had that dark undertones about it, and then the Wind Waker had a bit more of a light-hearted. Kind of kids vibe about Yeah, it. well,
0: Zelda games change their uh, visual style. All the time. Every 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 title. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting. That doesn't usually happen. Like, we don't usually sit there and go, oh, I wonder what the next game's going to look like. Because yeah. obviously most games have a unified style.
1: I mean, I I never pay too much attention to, like, the, the design of, like, enemies in Zelda games, like, until they're bad. And there are loads in this that I can recall. Or, like, not just enemies, but, like, characters in the game, which are, like, I kind of think, like, it's like, what is that design? the the little mole like um, people, like what are they? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, what is that? They didn't.
0: They didn't look very. Uh, they don't look very Zelda to me. They didn't. But um, yeah. I mean, I think design wise, it looks like a Zelda game. I think the uh, I think the design of um Zelda is particularly great. Yeah. I mean, we've already said like we are, we really like Zelda She's in that like the game. cut
1: of her hair and everything. Like, yeah, she looks. Uh, she looks looks like a lovely lady. She does look a very lovely lady. Yeah. She's, She's very nice. She's nice. Even Groose as well, who, like, you know...
0: Oh, Groose is... Um, we, we need to talk about Groose, do we, we? need to talk about Groose. Absolutely. Bruce. Welcome to We Need to Talk About Groose. <laughs>
1: yeah. Lovely podcast where I get <laughs> a lovely guest and they recall
0: their favourite moments with Groose. Oh, Gruce um, Groose um, is a, a a character in the game. He's kind of like the school bully. Mm. And he's like, Link, you
1: suck. But he's, like, not endearing about it. He's a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, and he's he's one of the guys who like is the most hard on like Link about like just being like lazy. It's kind of like you just get everything you want because Zelda likes you. So like, well, I'm gonna like prove to Zelda in this race that I'm the best by cheating, because I'm not talented, but you are Link, and your and your <laughs> and your Loftwing is apparently very special. We haven't brought, like, that. The Loftwing, apparently, this this red Loftwing is yeah. meant to be special.
0: Yeah, that's like, he's like, Link is like special right from the get-go. Like, he doesn't like, he doesn't earn his magical abilities and then he's special. It's Link, you're so talented and, and
1: your your bird is like the most special bird in the world. And what's weird about it is that we know very little about Link's family or anything. We don't know if he, if he even has parents. Like, yeah. He has no parents, like... As far as we are aware. Hmm, yeah, I'm did pretty they, sure he has no family. Yeah, did they? They don't think they really went into that, did they? And maybe that's why he's so special? Well, because he doesn't have parents. I don't know. What makes you special if you don't have parents? I mean, if I had somebody who had no family whatsoever... I'm I'd really be, sorry
0: it's any orphans listening to this I don't, podcast. I don't mean it pa- like that. Apparently Daniel thinks you're inferior. <laughs>
1: no, I don't mean it <laughs> like that by any means. Oh, no, sorry,
0: no, you think you're special. No. You suffer from just, Harry Potter syndrome. I just
1: mean if... I had no idea how, where someone came
0: from. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just sort of, oh. I'm sort of fixating on the idea that you think orphans are really cool because they remind you of Harry Potter. <laughs> like... Oh my
1: god. <laughs> oh, we, need to, we need to get away from this as fast as we possibly right. <laughs> <Get> right there. <laughs> Back to the Skyward Sword. Either way, yeah, we know nothing about him whatsoever. Yeah. So he's just this kid who gets everything no matter what and he's lazy. He's like, what? Everyone's so hard on Link. We don't yep. know nothing about him. And Grease is just kind of, like, I'm going to steal your loft wing, and um, you're going to have to go find it, mm. which is a great adventure to do in, in Skyloft because it's not that fucking hard. Yeah, just go around here. Oh, what's this really inconspicuous uh, area over here? I <laughs> uh, go, go for that one over there. Cool. Um, but yeah, so Grease is a dick, and um, but he eventually becomes really cool.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, I yeah, he shows up and starts to help you. He becomes aware of the uh, the escalating events in
1: the plot. By um, we haven't even because obviously Cruz's transition from not being a dick happens when he hits the ground, like he comes down to the 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 surface as they call it. Yeah, like, um, which you haven't spoke about yet. What you? Oh well, um, we go to the surface in the game, and that's where majority of the game takes place. The reason. So Zelda gets fucking stolen from like a tornado vortex that sucks her off the island. Yeah. Um, onto the surface and then when Groose finds out that it's a fucking surface, he's like, Whoa Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> he freaks out and I love it. I love that bit. And I was like, just Groose not knowing like. Didn't you, know, like, what then you to watch do the opening cutscene, Groose? Yeah. I've... You know what's the opening cutscene? We all watched it, we were forced to, we couldn't skip it. But yeah, so he completely loses his shit and now Link is like the person to he's like, Well, oh, I've got you now. You're, you're, you're in my hands,
0: Gruce. <laughs> I'm like, the new Groose. <laughs> yeah.
1: And this is Link's opportunity to be as much of a dick as he wants. But no, he goes, just pats him. He's like, it's all right. Yeah. And uh, and then he's just like a companion and he, uh, he definitely grows and I think he's like... Well,
0: he learns his sense of duty, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. That's and essentially
0: it. He, um, he learns his place. He accepts that he isn't the most important person. He's not the hero of the story. And
1: Yeah, and he's, he also accepts the fact that Zelda's not interested in him.
0: That's also true. He also
1: doesn't get the girl. And he and he takes it very well. He takes it like a champ. Very mature person towards the end of the game, he was. Yeah, he was. I liked him. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, she's yours. Sort of thing. She's yours. Well, she doesn't belong to anybody. Yeah,
0: exactly, Daniel. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Disclaimer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I like Grease. Grease is great. But yeah, so... You, Speaking about the world, the surface, I hate that surface. I hate that surface so much. Wait, do you like this game? Yeah, but I, I enjoy playing it, but I think about that surface. Like, <laughs> no, goddamn I'm, surface.
0: I'm only kidding. You can yeah. love something and also hate it. So you
1: get down to, like, it's, like, uh, Farron Woods, and you're, like, awesome. Can't wait to go out into this lovely world and see what's going on. The moment you get there, you pretty much, you're at this, like, sealed, like, temple thing. And that place gives me fucking anxiety every time I think about it. Like Why? That, that one place. Why? Because I had to keep on going back to it for a very special occasion each time. So do you remember like the, the big spirally kind of uh, pit where the sealers? Yeah, vaguely. Where the imprisoned is. Oh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. So. Wait, is that Farron Woods or the Sealed Grounds? Well, I guess sealed the Sealed Grounds is part of Farron Woods, I guess.
0: Oh no, no, like you're next, totally right. You're totally right. Sorry, yeah, you're anything. totally right. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So that's that's like the first thing you experience. You are kind of like, oh, that looks like that place in, in my fucking dream, sort of thing. It's mm. like that must be important, and it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, they don't let you forget <laughs> <about that. laughs> I mean, to, to wait before we before we start <laughs> shitting on the sealed ground uh, no. and the um and
0: whatever that bad guys called the imprisoned. The imprisoned. Um, I will say one thing I really did enjoy. Uh, and it is a tiny thing. Yeah. Like as soon as I say, it, everyone's gonna go. All right, you're, you're scraping for the bottom of the barrel there. <laughs> But um, yeah, my favourite thing at the bottom of the the pit was the you know the totem at the bottom of it. Mm. You know when you had to seal uh, the imprison, you had to do like sort of an insignia and you had to sort of carve it out. Yeah, I quite like that. That there was, was kind
1: of satisfying. It always
0: reminds me of like um, I, I I can't I don't know what I'm referencing here. Um, but um, I remember seeing like someone like getting a bit of chalk in something and writing spells on the ground. That's what it reminded me of. Um, yeah, I don't know um. what that's from. I don't think it's from Zelda. It's from
1: something. You've got me. oh no.
0: Well, whatever. doesn't matter. Yeah. Either way, I really liked that. I thought that was kinda of cool. And I was actually really hoping there'd be more of that. Full, I was like
1: full metal alchemist. That's like, it, full know. metal
0: alchemist. Yeah. But um I kind of wish there was actually more of that. Which is a weird thing to like ask for. I guess
1: there were like a few like I mean that that kind of like um that feature was always kind of you know, written in, like, woven into, like, the gameplay anyway, wasn't it? Like, you had certain enemies that you had to go, like, Oh, I think you slash it that way.
0: Oh, sure. Um, I just
1: meant the um,
0: I meant the fact yeah. that you had to, like, draw this insignia with your sword. I thought there was something kind of cool about doing that. I can't remember if it happened any more than that one occasion. Mm, um, I don't know. Maybe twice? I think it's every time you defeat the imprisoned. I think. Yeah. And I think you then have to do that.
1: Which is, like, the reward after... Fighting the imprisoned.
0: Yeah, um, I think the point you were gonna make wasn't, weren't you, about uh, the imprison is that you have to fight that guy three times and it's pretty much the same
1: fight with very minute differences. And more frustrating each time. It's not. It's not a convenient boss. It's a. It's. It's not a. It's not even a fun boss. Like the first time you fight it is not even fun. Yeah. It's. It genuinely. It's clunky. It's. You. It's a big mouth with feet yeah and then it's a big mouth with feet and long gangly arms and then it's a big mouth with feet long gangly arms and a halo and little jelly toes that you have to hit little jelly toes how do you defeat him go for his toes that'll get him I mean it's the only thing you can hit yeah literally and it's just these massive feet and you have to kind of like cut his toes off and every time he puts his feet down like this little force like you know hurts you in like so frustrating yeah
0: it's a really really crap boss but it is also I think at least in my opinion is home to one of the coolest bosses absolutely uh, I've forgotten his bloody name um, um, it's the six armed guy who's um he's made of like golden um, pots. Calactos Kalactos, that's Kala-tos. it. Kalactos, yeah. amazing boss. Such great thing. Like
1: it, um, you have to. Um, uh, well, we-, we got you. you telling it. Go. On. I mean, yeah. So he's got like six arms of it, and he's got these like these fucking swords. Like he's like, what like, you know, like the. the yeah, like, very like I don't know what they're called, but yeah. Neither why, but like, and he's like he's massive. He's massive in this room, and he takes up most of the space. And you essentially have to like cut his arms off, don't you? And like. Yeah, you get. Um, uses...
0: You get a, a whip. Weapon, yeah, yeah, and you have to uh, I think you have to yank his arms off, I think,
1: which is really satisfying,
0: yeah, and then you can actually take his
1: um, his giant sword and pretty much obliterate him, yeah.
0: Right? I mean, you you have to use it, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to just, yeah, you, you have to smash him up with his own weapons, and like, that was a really
0: fun boss, no, it was super great. Like, I remember, um, I remember when I was playing it, it felt because like playing Skyward Sword for the first time felt kind of quite passive mm. and weird, <laughs> and like. And I remember when I was playing that, I went, Oh, that felt like a Zelda boss. That that felt like I mean, yeah, it felt like a Zelda boss. It was, it was yeah. so good. Um, just it, so much fun.
1: Whereas like there were quite a lot of bosses that didn't feel like, um, but that one particularly just did. It was like it was great use of like the, the, the whip that you got, it was great use of the Wiimote and it was just a fun boss. And I remember like going back to that boss like as many times as I possibly could. Yeah. Um and it was it was great fun.
0: Loved yeah, it. um, it's unfortunate that you couldn't play that two more times.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean you could technically, but we'll get yeah. we'll get onto that later. But like, there was also like some really weird bosses. The one that really threw me off was when you get the arrows, and you, there's this boss. It kind of looked like a thing from Monsters Inc. Oh, it looked like uh, it looked like Matt Wazowski's girlfriend. Wazowski.
0: What was her name? Googly Bear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Celia?
1: Celia, um, yeah, Celia, I think it's Celia. I think it's
0: Celia? Yeah, but yeah, it looks like, yeah, it looks like Mark Wazowski's
1: uh, girlfriend. I just got this, this thing of like, this is a big monster going, googly bear. And then, then you shoot, to shoot it. At yeah, it.
0: that's one That's one of those things, like when we we're talking about condescending, um, yeah. it's like a, one of the things with Zelda bosses is that there's usually like a, a target or something that you um kind of gives away its weak spot or something.
1: Yeah, very obvious one.
0: And you look at, you look at the uh, you look at Celia, we'll just call her Celia. You look at Celia and she has a huge eye, a huge glowing eye, and you think, hmm, I wonder how I'm supposed to dispose of this thing.
1: And you always get that with with dungeons in Zelda. Anyway, you get you get a new weapon, you kind of think, oh, I wonder how I get out of this room, or maybe I can use that weapon that I just got, sort yeah. of thing. And it was pretty much that. It was like, oh, I wonder what I use. I oh, know, I wonder where I hid it. And it was like, yeah, use arrows, shoot it in its big fucking eye. And it's it's not satisfying whatsoever. It's um it's boring. Yeah. It's a really boring boss. But like um, you but, know, I feel like I feel like we haven't you haven't said that many nice things about this. I know. But um, um Girahim though, I did quite enjoy fighting Girahim. You enjoy fighting David Bowie? I really enjoyed fighting David Bowie. Um, Like yeah, he was cool. You're fighting like three times, and whilst it is, it has an element of you know being quite repetitive. It's always fun to do it. You don't mind repeating yourself, and it always has. You know, it always gets harder. But like yeah, he's kind of like the, the, the worthy adversary of um of Link essentially. You know, he's he's top. He knows what he's doing, sort <laughs> of thing.
0: He's incredibly cocky.
1: He's not yeah, he is. And he's like he's always kind of like, ah, oh, well you're just a puny little runt, sort of. Like yeah, thing. like
0: in the first cutscene, doesn't he like um he sort of jumps about the room and he at one point he sort of goes next to uh Link's like he just appears next to Link's shoulder and I think he says something about like the taste of your blood or something. Yeah. And he starts going, la, 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 with his tongue, like really like, and you're like, ooh, is this freak?
1: Yeah. He's like, a freaky he's a freaky guy. Yeah. And he's freaky fast. As yeah, well.
0: he's freaky fast and he's freaky strong.
1: So essentially like, you know, he builds you up there, that's the thing. So like what he does, he keeps his distance from you for a lot of it. And he's like shooting these like I guess. Is this like, the first fight? Yeah. Like he's like, he's stroking stars at you sort of thing. And you've got to, like, deflect him or hit him back at him sort of thing. And then you finally get your moment to, like, whack him. And you kind of think, you know, I'm going to go for that, obviously. You you swing your sword, and with just two fingers, he just just stops it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's before he starts shooting stuff at you, though.
1: Is it? Yeah, he doesn't shoot anything at you. He walks straight at you. I'm pretty sure I had it the other way around. No, he walks towards you, and then he stops you. Well, it pissed me off. Um. So, yeah, you want, you want to hit him. And yeah. you just keep whacking, and he just keeps on blocking. Like yeah, well,
0: your instinct as a fingers. you know, your instinct as a, as a Zelda fan is to hit the thing with the sword. Yeah. So when he's like, "I'm gonna kill you," you're like, "I'm gonna kill you back." Um, <laughs> and, and like, so you you obviously your natural instinct is to um you know to go for him, go for him. So you do, and what does he do? He stops his sword with your bare hands. No Zelda,
1: no Zelda boss has ever done that. And it, it was. It's a classic Disney moment. You know, remember Hercules, right? It's like you're scrambling in the water and fucking full of tea, like, get your sword! <laughs> and he pulls out the fish. Like, huh? so yeah, okay. it's kinda like, Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that. that kind of
0: moment. Yeah, it's kind of like moment where you're like, oh no. Yeah. And then what's even better is like, I mean, when I did it, I would like, uh, he stops me, I went, okay, uh, maybe I did that wrong. From the side. And then his arm moves to the side. And like, no matter what you do, he is just blocking you. You've never felt like it was a great way to set up a um a set up a, what you said like a worthy adversary because like for the first time really this um no boss in a Zelda felt game yeah well no boss in his Zelda game ever felt like they were like messing with you yeah like you do you do the dungeon you get the tool and then when you get to the boss room you're like I'm ready to kill whatever the hell's in this room
1: and and also you don't really get boss boss fights like that so early on in his older game other than Ganon. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, that's the
0: only time you've got But that. even by the time you get to Ganon, though, you're mostly prepared.
1: Yeah. And this just completely takes you off guard, and you kind of think, I need to react fast. Yeah. And you do. And it's pretty early on in the game. And it's great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, like, the first dungeon. Like, sort of... Yeah, it is the first dungeon.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, genuinely, I think my favourite thing about Skyward Sword was Him.
1: Yeah. Like, I loved him. And, um I mean, it gets towards the end, and, like you just kind of think oh, i'm going i'm i'm, I'm going to kill you this time yeah because he game. keeps
0: um he keeps popping up in like most of the dungeons and stuff like that like just before usually before you're about to have a fight a boss or something
1: he has some wicked cutscenes
0: yeah like gareth him just shows up and he's like ah you're never going to do this even though even though you know you're doing pretty well mm. and he's like nah it ain't good enough and like that's another
1: thing all the a lot of the characters i mean we already said a lot of the characters say that but then um he yeah. does keep on saying like you know he's like he's like I'm sick of underestimating you boy. Sort yeah. Of thing. And it's like And that's when you're like, I'm getting to you now, aren't I, Gary Him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to annoy you. And he, do, he does he start to crack, doesn't he? He get <laughs> he starts to like deteriorate a little bit. He's get he's going st- a bit nuts. Yeah,
0: he's a sort of cocky um, exterior starting to show cracks and stuff.
1: Yeah. His hair's not quite together. Yeah. Sort of, he's not as fabulous as he was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: he's very well dressed. He's um
1: Yeah, I mean he, he does he does uh, what I quite like about the character, like he does have a slight, you know, like I guess, like, is it androgyny about himself, like, a little bit? Yeah, he has an
0: androgynous quality, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's great. It's so kind of, like, it's very old-school villain in a certain way, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: And I do remember... Which is slightly problematic. Uh, True, very true. Somehow being androgynous makes you a bad guy.
1: Yeah, very true. I didn't really think about it that way. That (laughs) that never came to my mind at all. I wasn't thinking, like, oh, he's a... a... Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was not what I was thinking <laughs> at all.
0: I know, I know, yeah. of course you do. <laughs>
1: oh, days, But I loved him. He was great. Yeah. And he just like and he does make you feel uncomfortable, not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> no. But like no, you said no. about the whole no, thing. No, genuinely. Like,
0: on on We Need to Talk About Games, we are open to all I don't know, as long as you're happy, man. As absolutely. Long, as long as ain't children or animals.
1: As long as you aren't harming other people or, you know, infringing on other people's happiness. Like, exactly you know, do what you want. Girahim, do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Girahim, be you. But yeah, I think Girahim is a really great villain, and uh, yeah, I love him. He's great. His theme music's great as well, and that makes me think about the music as well. The music is yeah, very. um, It's great. Aside from the aside from the cutscenes, because like you know, in the cutscenes it's it's dope. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's really great.
1: But in the game as well, you do get. I guess it helps with a slightly immersive kind of element of the whole thing, subtle one is uh, there's a place on Skyloft called The Bazaar. Okay. And it's like a place where you're... I guess it's like three different stalls. Um, and, you, you know, you walk in, and it's obviously, you know, like most places in Zelda, it's got its own theme music. And yeah, you yeah, walk yeah. In. You know, you always had the one when you walk indoors. But as you're walking through your stores, you have like a potions one, so you can get your potions, obviously, and then you get the one for your... um, You can upgrade your weapons and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you can get like a back shield but the music as you uh, as you went to those different so in the same building mm. would just fade into a different style of the same theme and i thought that was kind of oh, okay it, it was kind of fun like because i was just I, I picked up on it i was kind of like yeah this is kind of I like, that. I like I like that touch. Yeah, I mean there's that's the thing like Nintendo has like a very high
0: quality um, stamp on its games. And there, there's tiny little details like that. But like, I do think and I do it's
1: not taken lightly I don't think. I d- definitely
0: all. not. Like the um the music is super grand in mm. Skyward Sword. I mean, I love it. I think it's um I think the um I think it's called um Romance in the Air or something like that. Oh. It's like it's sort of the love theme um between Link and Zelda. Every time I hear that I'm like it's such a gorgeous piece of music.
1: Also, Ballad of the Goddess.
0: Ballad of the Goddess is is epic. Oh,
1: it's also you know as we as if you're a Zelda fan, you know it's a Zelda lullaby backwards. Yeah, like,
0: which is a really cool idea. The Zelda lullaby is like a pretty iconic piece of music in in Zelda,
1: and it sounds really good backwards. Apparently. Yeah, it sounds very epic. It's not a case of putting your vinyl backwards and like you can hear Satan talking. You can you <laughs> just hear a good bit of melody right there. Like it was great. Um, How's it go? What, the... Really? Go on. Okay, that's great. Great. Good job. Uh, Thanks for that, Dean. No, no worries, man. Cool. Um, (laughs) But also, like whilst you were playing the game, whilst you were actually fighting as well, mm-hmm. um, you obviously had, uh, every time you approach an enemy and it starts to attack you, music goes dun, 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 dun. It's like, oh shit, there's a baddie here. Cool. <laughs> um, and as you'd attack, you get these like, sorry, I didn't mean to clap there. <laughs> um, but as you'd attack, like, you get these accentuated notes from from the orchestra, dum, dum, as you, as you struck your sword. Yeah, that started off in uh, Wind Waker, didn't it? It did. But it just felt slightly more, um, I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's got it, some oomph. It got some oomph to it, yeah. And obviously, with the whole Wiimote thing, it, it gen- and it would come from you. It would obviously come from your Wiimote if you wanted it to. So it was like, dum, dum. And it It's like it, it made it more kind of fun, it was just kind of like, yeah,
0: I know. Like it, yeah, adds felt, a very cinematic quality to your you, fight.
1: You felt good doing it, and yeah. that's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah, I mean, when those motion controls worked, they worked. Absolutely. I think uh, there was the, uh, the uh, what you call them, man? The Stalfoses that you, um or Stalfos, I don't know how you re- refer to more than one of them. Stalfo. Um, yeah, Stalfo. Um, the Stalfi. Yeah, um, when you fight them, they had this specific thing where their arm, they would usually be holding two swords mm. and they would have their arms in a certain ar- alignment and the idea was that you had to, uh, you know, correlate your sword movements to take advantage of that particular movement. Yeah. So if at the side, if they were to the right and it looked like they hadn't exposed their left
1: side, you go for the left
0: Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. And I will admit at times that didn't work nearly as smoothly as it should have. No, um, but
1: when it worked, it worked.
0: Yeah. But like, there was a similar thing in um, there was a pirate ship that you go to and there's
1: a like if, if I remember this correctly, there's a bridge and there's a robot pirate that shit me right up as well. Because you don't expect it. That's the thing. Like, you just walk out and it's like, and it's Yeah, like, yeah. You just get this up and it starts just going for you. But I
0: hated it. it I was. thought it was like, you just whack and waggle your stupid little remote around and you just hope for the best. At least that was from my experience. I didn't have a particularly graceful time. It just kind
1: of caught me off guard. And I went, Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was fun. And I have to say, one of the um, one of the coolest ideas is around that segment, I think. Um, the time crystals. Mm. So, um, the idea was that you would, uh, you, there would be these time crystals and you hit them. Yeah. And they activate a certain area.
1: Oh, and then, like, the trees would come back to life and everything. And, like, it was just... Yeah, it was... It was a really... Like, it It, it became, like, a really solid mechanic in that level, didn't it? Like, yeah. you, you'd use a time crystal to make things age and die again so you can get past them or through them and it was like yeah like i don't know the other
0: yeah like example like if there was a mine cart that you needed to uh like move from one side but in the present timeline that cart was broken you then had to look around find the appropriate uh time crystal that would like the idea is that it would uh activate and like sort of encapsulate a certain area yeah um and bring it back to, uh, well, to, sorry, go to the past and everything would work. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, stuff like, like a really cool idea. And that is that is also the place where you, because um, you have to um, save these dragon uh, spirit people. Oh, yeah. And you get Lineru, I think it's, L- Lineru Gorge. I'm going to call him George because it's called okay. G-O-R-G-E. So yeah, something. yeah. L- L- I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. This dragon, George, the dragon, the thunder dragon. You meet him there. And he's kind of like, thank you for saving me. What does he reward you with? Well, he rewards you with the lightning round, doesn't he? (laughs) So every Zelda game, the 3D ones usually, but, you know, before you take on the big bad boss man, you get to revisit some of those bosses, which is great because you get to revisit Kaltos. And yeah. uh, you also get to revisit the ones with Gerahim. And it's like, yo, this is like the greatest hits. It's great. Yeah. Um, and there's also, unfortunately, the imprisoned All three versions of him are in there. Did you have to fight that as well? Jeez. I forgot no, about that. No, I didn't. Because the thing is, and the, here's the catch. Um, the reason why, so the reason is it was optional in this Zelda game. Usually you had to do it before fighting Ganondorf. Right. Whereas this case, it was an optional thing. Yeah,
0: I mean, as it should be.
1: Or where everybody kind of felt like it was an optional, because basically it's the only way to get the Hylian shield.
0: Yeah, which is the best shield in the game, if I'm right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I got so frustrated. I hated the imprisoned that much that I refused to do it. So I stopped. I just stopped. I was like, I'm sorry, George, but this is meant to be a thank you for me saving you. Why are you putting me through all my trauma? Why don't again? you
0: just give me the shield?
1: Yeah, why are you making me relive my trauma? Like, just. Yeah, don't you bring him back from the dead? Yeah. Essentially. It's like, you're welcome, by the way. Like, here, yeah, do all it. Here's just, more work. You were just like... a pile of bones earlier. Yeah. Can I have the bloody shield? And whilst it was great to, um, you know, play all these bosses again, it was hard. And if you lose, then you have to do it all over again. Yeah. And I really wanted the Hylian shield. I did not get the Hylian shield, unfortunately. No, you didn't. I did not get the you Hylian You got the uh, sort of recharging shield or whatever it was? I got a metal shield and that was Is it. Is it just a metal shield? I got like, the, like a like a, like a steel shield, like a kind of pinky purpley vibe. Right. But I lost it pretty early on. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I lost it pretty much towards the end of the game, unfortunately. You did? Like, yeah, I did.
0: That's the uh, that's the main thing I remember of you playing that game.
1: It's the best moment of the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... um. It- well, yeah, go go ahead. All
1: right, so yeah, the ending part of the game is probably the best part for me. It's the most exciting. It's where like all the best parts were utilized: the amazing score, the atmosphere, the story. Like it was like, oh. So you think that you've um, you know, you you sort of gear him gear him out. You you sorted out the imprisoned, and Skyloff has came down to smash the imprisoned for the final time.
0: <laughs> you you couldn't see this obviously, but there was some there was some venom in Daniel's eyes. Yeah.
1: um, Do you like the imprisoned? Anyway. um, I think people
0: on Twitter just send you pictures of the imprisoned. (laughs) You love him so much.
1: Okay. Well, that's going to be the most notifications I've had in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so Girahim comes back. You know, for fuck's sake, Girahim. But he's lost it. He's like, I've had it with you. I'm taking Zelda. I'm taking her. And he just kidnaps her and runs off with her to a different time. And you're like, crap. What do I do? So you have to time travel. I think you know you go back to the past. Yeah, you do. You go back to the past, and essentially he takes Zelda down to the the thing. You know, the the what's it called the the sealed place. What's it the called? sealed grounds? Sealed grounds. That's the one. And uh, he's at the bottom of the sealed grounds, and he's got Zelda, and Zelda's life is at stake. And how do you get down? You've got to run all the way down. And you think, oh, I'll just run away down. That's been I cool. really
0: enjoyed that bit. Um, like this sort of um the momentum of running down this spiral and having to take out ways and ways of enemies.
1: Exactly. He just launches like thousands well, I guess thousands in in what you think is the like you had to smash through all this army yeah. of like trolls. It was like, oh my damn' They were just like,
0: I'm coming for you, Girihim, I'm coming for you.
1: And it was epic, and the score was there, and like yeah, it was yeah. dark and it was grim, and it was like, What this is this is a damn cool aspect of Zelda that I No, I have to admit, experience. when when that
0: game was getting into its like final bit. Like I was like, you know, the hairs are standing up on my arms and stuff. I remember and I'm like,
1: you you were there for me at that moment. You were you prepped me, going get ready for this, Daniel. Get ready, get ready for this, Daniel. And I was like, I'm ready for this. Oh, I'm not ready for this. This is great. And um, yeah, so you smash through, and then eventually, you know, you get down, and Gary him's like, no, I want one more, one more go. Yeah. And he gets all suited up. He's not so much David Bow anymore. He's more kind of like a, you know. I don't know. He has like he's Saint, lost all his Saint anger sort of vibe going on. Yeah,
0: he's he's kind of lost more uh, more of his uh, sort of uh, human attributes, and he's he's like this sort of uh, I don't know like this uh, look a bit more metallic. Looking. Yeah, like a
1: carbon kind of like, thing going on. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, he had, his voice is all kind of weird as well, mm. um, and he had to fight him again, and it's really hard. He's kind of buffing it as well. He's not he's not as kind of like slim and slender as he usually is. He's he's a bit more kind of. Uh, more of a built kind of like it looks character. like he's ready
0: to kick your ass.
1: He looks aggressive, he looks really aggressive. And that's
0: the thing because, like, even though you do get more equipment, you don't physically change, so there is still that little
1: level of doubt that maybe he is a little bit too much for you. In this is the thing, and it, it, it yeah, because Girahim, like, usually he keeps his cool. He's kind of like, you know, the whole we talked about the whole mm-hmm. like, you know, stopping the soul with two fingers. None of that, he's just like, I'm gonna punch you, I'm gonna fucking punch you. Oh, yeah, 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 he, he hates you, he fucking hates you, and I love yeah. that about Girahim. Um, and then you finally beat him. It's not enough to finish off with that. Nope. so the imprisoned is, of course, what we haven't spoke about is the evil, the the main, the main big bad boss man, which yeah. is demise. Demise, yeah. And demise was the imprisoned. Yeah. So eventually, Girahim manages to, I think, like just like, absorbing the life force of Zelda.
0: Yeah, something wake like that. Her Ghir- soul or something. Yes, yeah,
1: so wake up demise, and eventually demise is out, and he's this huge like. Scary looking guy with lovely hair. Like, yeah, he's
0: got like a big long mane of fire. Yeah. And he has a he's like kind of covered in scales and stuff.
1: And Link is wearing that look that I was just wearing about five minutes ago when I spoke about the in-prison. He's yeah. like he's like You're fucking out again. <laughs> yeah, again. And he, Link is pissed. He's like he's ready. Yeah, to go. that
0: shot of his face is um, it's pretty cool. He yeah. looks like he's like
1: Get he's me- ready. Gave me chills. Yeah. No I, was, <laughs>
0: no, I remember I remember when his, his face popped up um, looking dead serious in the face of Demise and you were like, oh, that looks fucking cool.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, he gets killed very quickly after that point. So after this conversation with Demise, you know, this intimidating character, he's kind of like Ganondorf and like, yeah, he's kind of like, oh, well, you know, you're such a puny figure. I admire your bravery sort of thing. You should fight me. But if you want to take a bit of time to do a few things <laughs> beforehand, feel free. Yeah, like, what was that? Which to me was basically saying, if you want to go get the Harley and shield... <laughs> total, <laughs> total crap. <laughs> like I am I have to
0: no, it's so I, I love the way that we, we honestly, like, I know it's been weird this episode, like we're only second episode in and we're, we're sort of shitting on a game, but we'll admit that segment is brilliant stuff. And then all of a sudden it
1: ruins it. It became it became Kills, a matter of meet me meet me at the bike stand behind the school at four. Sort yeah, of the, so, and I was like, yeah. Oh for fuck's sake. He's like, You
0: look pretty tough, but you're not as tough as me. You can go get yourself a little can of fizzy drink if you want before meeting me behind the bike sheds. Or you can uh, or you can come out and do this now, what you say. And you go like this, you go, uh, I'm going to take you now. Actually, no, psych, I'm going to go get loads of potions and shit.
1: Yeah. So, and obviously, you, you said it might be a good time to go and get the hardening shield. I was like, nope, can't do it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, you refused. Me. I absolutely, but you, can't, you said to me, you need it. You will need yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I was pretty insensitive, because my playthrough, I had a hard time.
1: Yeah. So I was like, I probably do. But you know what, I'm, you went, you might be able to do it. So I went for it, um, and it was hard. And I think I remember fights, so Demise's layout is like, it's, it's cool. It's, it's like, it's watery, like, you know, all the lights reflecting off the water sort of thing. And as you, it, it's always nice and beautiful and bright. And all of a sudden, the moment you start fighting, it's lightning and thunder and darkness, epic. And, you know, it's a sword fight. It's a full on sword fight, which is hard. Yeah. And he does not go easy on you at all.
0: No, he doesn't. He wrecks you.
1: Yeah. And then my shield breaks.
0: Yeah. No, I, like, literally, I felt the sound in the actual real world disappear. Yeah.
1: So I must have played, I must have fought Demise, I'm thinking about maybe six or seven times. I'm not going to
0: lie, it definitely killed the uh, pace of the epicness. Yeah. I remember sitting in that cabin, it was, and it was a lovely, beautiful summer's day. Actually, uh, no, it
1: was, it was really in the morning at this point.
0: Okay, it was... Carlos, Carlos was asleep. I know, but it was a beautiful... Well, Carlos being asleep means it means it's early. It
1: was 4am. <laughs> Dean, it was 4am. No, it wasn't. It was 4am. Because I remember... Because he's like, I want to go to bed. And I was like, but I want to see you finish this first. And I was like, fine. And I thought I'd just do it in the morning. But you told me that I had to do it then. I remember this very well. Carlos was asleep in the corner. And so um, I'm fighting Demise and it's just not working out played it so many times and it was kind of killing the buzz and then we took a break from it for a little bit mm. and then we had a bit of a chat about it you know collect ourselves a little bit and then we went back in there went back into the cabin four o'clock in the morning and uh, we whipped out the Wiimote and we, we went for it and we thought you know do we, do we want to go get the shield no we won't get the shield we'll just make sure that we don't use the shield so much that it doesn't break fine you Seems know it's like a solid strategy we'll use it sparingly
0: yeah so Even we, though I was pretty sure it was impossible. Uh-huh. And I was pretty sure that in the morning we were just going to be doing the uh, boss rush and getting the shield.
1: And it, it finally got to that part in the boss level where I could actually use something against him. So essentially, he did break my shield. So I used it sparingly, but he broke my shield. And you get this opportunity to like conduct lightning to your sword and blast him. Yeah. And it's so, it feels so good. It's very cool. And eventually it gets to the point where he gets flawed and it's your opportunity to do the final blow.
0: Yeah. I remember it wasn't it? the first time you tried it, you jumped out of the way at the last minute. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, that was, uh, you were close, you were close. And I, I'm sat there like going like this, Daniel, you, you're not going to be able to do this. And I'm like, Daniel, keep cool, keep calm. And, like In my head, I'm going, he can't do this. He can't do this, but I can't tell him to quit now. Um, and you're still there, and like you had like what, like one and a half hearts out at the end of it. You were, you were gonna get steamed. Mm. You were gonna get right. You would have a shield. You would have any hearts. You, you had nothing. I had nothing.
1: But no, <laughs> it was enough. So I blasted the fucker, <laughs> and I floored him. And then you went, "Damn, you're doing that." <laughs> Yeah, and it was, <laughs> like, literally, like, yeah, I wrote, do it now. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Carlos is still- <laughs> <laughs> and, I used, I went, and I just, I went, ah! And I just pressed the right button. It like felt like and
0: jump. He like jumps, does his backflip, pulls out his sword, so ready to drive it into Demise's chest. It felt like slow motion. I remember, like as we saw him doing it, we saw the cut scene activating. I saw, like I remember, both our asses like sort of <laughs> ascending off the sofa, <laughs> and like as you did, and like I'm sitting there like going, he
1: did it without a shield, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it proper like I was oh I was buzzing. Yeah it was and it was, it was like, quite the So you know and that moment when you get him like like most like last bosses and Zelda that final like sword into the actual like bad guy like it was silence and I was like I've done it I've done it like, <laughs> And I'm like, you did it without a shield. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need the Hylian shield.
0: Honestly, it was only my experience we were going off. There might be Zelda fans listening going, yeah, I mean, you can do it without a shield. But like, for me, I was the only point of reference and I couldn't do it without that shield.
1: And if that is anything to go on, I'm really excited about Breath of the Wild
0: because, <laughs> like... I mean, it's... Uh, you don't
1: need a Master Sword. Um,
0: yeah, I mean... Um, no, I mean, that was probably the my main thing I remember from that. I mean, I, I remember that more distinctly than my own actual playthrough of that game. Um, <laughs> like I say, I think, you know, you were uh, getting into Zelda realizing that because it was so weird because I I was like I was super into it at that point. Obviously I wasn't like I was still fairly fresh to Zelda again. But um it felt it felt weird that you weren't into it or at least not super into it at the time. Um so it was really cool that um cause, I think because I was bouncing around London at the time wasn't I trying to find somewhere to live and like trying to get work. So I left my console pretty much just for you to mess around with. Um
1: it and, was a very good part of time I guess. It was a very good it was a good year.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> left university. Uh, Carlos was still at university. I just dropped out of university. You just dropped out of university. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, It was. no, it was cool. It was a, uh, I, for me, I think witnessing you do that with that shit was one of the best, like, things I'd ever experienced, like, with, with games in general.
1: And I think in all fairness, that's why if I was going to feature on any other episode of this podcast, like, it's good to start off with this one. And it's yeah. good to talk about it. Because, no, it's not, a well done game by any means yeah it's got it's it is very flawed yeah. it's one of the most flawed like 3D Zelda games unfortunately yeah. it's
0: not a diamond in the rough it's a it's a I don't know uh, a pebble that was painted nicely <laughs> Amongst a bunch of diamonds, It
1: was <laughs> like, like go into like one of those like crappiest analogy ever. Those like pottery places where you get to like you get to make your own mug and paint it, sort of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> but um, but I still enjoyed it. It had yeah. like some really good elements about it. The score was amazing. The, the cinematic element was amazing. The origin, of, like discovering where it all came from, but how the master soul was made. I know we we didn't get to talk about that, but that is.
0: Well, we don't want also, to spoil it too much, obviously.
1: But, yeah, it was it was good. And, like, being able to play that in a cabin whilst yeah. I was doing his music, and you were there, and Carlos was there. Oh, yeah, by the way, when, when we finally, like, freaked out when we beat Demise sort of thing, I do remember, like, waking Carlos up kind of thing. It was kind of like, Carlos, we did it! He was like, well, got... finished Skyward Sword. He's like, cool, man. Just yeah, like, he, like... Didn't get, he
0: didn't give me shit. <laughs>
1: he, was just, he, he was knackered, bless him. He, I mean,
0: yeah, bless him. He'd
1: been helping me out, like, major, like... When when we're like not just not even recording, just setting up, like
0: oh no, yeah yeah, he so. was uh, he was super super helpful for you during that time. He was my fee. He's your fee. That was someone we never
1: mentioned. We didn't talk about fee. But then but then but then it, the game ends with essentially like you know Scarlet finally coming down to the surface, mm-hmm. and you know Link and Zelda, which you assume are going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Zelda just turns around to Link and says, "All right, Link, what do you want to do now?"
0: We all know what Link wants to do now. He and wants it, to have a big sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so. He's
1: like, whoa, Zelda, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> I would just like to sit down. And yeah, because you're Zelda's like,
0: well, Link, I imagine um, this whole journey has been pretty uh, eye opening for you. And um, you're not, um, you know, you've, you're so assertive now. Look at you, you've become, you were a boy and you've come out a young man. Your life is still ahead of you and you've come so far. You're so capable. What do you want to do? I want to go to fucking sleep. <laughs> I'm going to have a massive lie in. I'm yeah. going to sleep till 12. That's Scarlet Sword. Any final
1: thoughts? Um, it's definitely a game that I, that I love and I love to hate it too. You know, games that are, games that are flawed are fun to talk about. Yeah. We're all flawed. I'm flawed myself. I always talk about my flaws. I even write about my flaws. And so I love embracing them and picking them out. Right. So whilst I've torn this game apart, um, I've also got to say that I just want to hug it. Yeah. Because um, it was there for a very, very like weird point in my life. Um. And it was fun. It was humorous. And it, it was a rush of emotions all at once, sort of deal. You know. Yeah. It had some great stuff. That is what like games are about. I think sometimes it's like you know just feeling like a fucking hero, like a genuine fucking hero. <laughs> I felt like despite despite the fact that I was getting I mean, all fucking odds. Yeah. I was like I didn't care if I dropped out of uni. I could take on everything.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, games when you get the right game at the right time, you feel like. You know, when things aren't quite working out in real life and stuff, I think sometimes achieving something like that, uh, you know, saving the world in a game, I think it makes you feel like you're capable of doing it.
1: Which is exactly what Breath of the Wild is going to be for me this summer. Oh shit! Breath of the Wild is that the news older Daniel? Now I can finally focus well, on, on a whole new world of troubles yeah. of my
0: own. Well, that's a future episode. Um, right, that has been Daniel Dobbs. Say hi. Hi. Oh no, sorry. Say goodbye. Goodbye and thank you. No worries. Um, where can they find you, Daniel?
1: Uh, to be honest, you can pretty much... If you just like go on any website and accidentally spell Dean's name wrong, you probably find me. <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm on Twitter. I'm very vocal on Twitter usually, Daniel underscore Dobbs. Um, I've got a few things on YouTube. I intend to put out a few things this year for my music. So um, there's some music videos coming out and some videos about the music. So YouTube, Daniel Dobbs music, great. Um, and there's also Facebook, but Twitter and uh, YouTube are my main things. And I've got some music on iTunes and Spotify. So please, by all means, have a listen. And uh, maybe one day I'll be able to buy myself something with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for being on the, uh, the show. Thank you for having me. That was Daniel Dobbs talking about The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And who knows, in uh, a few months' time, maybe it will be Daniel Dobbs talks about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which by the right now we are recording this. It is nine minutes past midnight on the 2nd of March. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is out. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's out. (laughs) Tomorrow. I'm getting choked up. It's out tomorrow, mate. Anyway, thank you very, very much for listening to We Need to Talk About Games. It has been a pleasure. Once again, thank you, Daniel. Take care. Um, eat well, drink lots of water, just take care of yourself. Otherwise, you won't be around to listen to the next episode. (laughs) See you in a bit. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Yeah, thank you. (laughs)